Production. Recorded live. Hello. Hello. How are you, Carol? I'm uh, doing a lot better. Yay. I'm so glad. So I know I've been listening to, I've been reading, actually, your your um, emails, and it sounds like you're still on uh, taking the medication there the um, doctor get provided for you? Um, I'm still taking the antidepressants. Oh. Yeah, the Prozac, right? And I, uh, Prozac. Yeah. And um, I haven't taken any of the, the Xanax today. Okay. I've been, she gave me a prescription for up to three Point five, I guess, milligrams per day, point oh five, and um, I've generally been taking one or two. The first couple days I took three, but then um, the last week or so, I've just I've been doing okay with with that. So I decided today I would I only have a couple pills left on the Xanax, so I I thought I would just try today without. Without yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah, and how are you feeling? Are you start tapping through the points, please? <laughs> um, no, I haven't, but I I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I I feel pretty good. I think um, I've just been doing a lot of writing and re rereading some stuff that has been. Uh, important to me at various times and um, I think um, I sort of came to a I mean it's, it's nothing new but I think I saw more clearly the uh, the whole betrayal piece is mm-hmm. is more about um each of us really have been betraying our our own selves for a long time. Mm, yeah. In, mm. by, by staying in the relationship. Yeah. And um, he it, he made a a feeble and deceitful attempt to try to regain his own sense of uh, whatever take care of himself, as he put it. Right. But um, but I think obviously he's not been happy for a long time, and I haven't been happy for a long time. And right. I think that we've been we keep betraying our own true selves to sort of preserve this this promise that we made to each other. But all that does is keep <laughs> keep damaging. Damaging ourselves, you know. It's yeah. Destructive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the writer Oriah Mountain Dreamer, kind of a New Age name. No, I, I'm not, but I would be happy to um, to hear about how it it connects for you. Well, she she has a couple of books that um, one is called. Uh, can you dance? And the, the other one is called the invitation. And the invitation 
is a is a poem basically, uh, and each verse she writes a chapter about it. And one of the verses is about that that piece of betrayal. Mm-hmm. He writes. Um, Betrayal of ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. She writes, it doesn't interest me if the story you are telling me is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself. If you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul. If you Mm. can be faithless and therefore trustworthy. And I think, I think that's, the part that, you know, I don't, I've always been sort of, I take my commitment seriously and, you know, I think Tom is like that too. And this whole, the promises we made somehow, we just kept trying to um, mesh our natures, which were just, were just too, not not measurable at least. <laughs> yeah. 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 My 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 sense is it possible? And you, you're tapping, right? Yes. Carol? Yes, I am. Yes. Is it possible? I mean, I'm going to even invite you to do these. I want you to, for a moment, close your eyes and just see yourself at the time that you met Tom, where you were at, right? You were coming from a a relationship with someone that would completely shut down, stonewall you, causing a lot of pain, and you were very, very much on your own. And it seems to me that he, he was, Greg was someone that was very intense, in, a, in but at the same time, punishing, very punishing. So he seems to me... Passive-aggressive. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Like punishing from from my from what I you know I, I know of what you shared. Yeah, punishing in a way of like I'm gonna ignore you and you don't exist. You know, it's like I'm gonna banish you. You did. You're, you're like not even worth looking at or right. talking to. Mm-hmm. So you were in an extremely, you know, in, in an extreme place of need to connect. Uh, in a very safe way, and it seems like Tom, Tom's tendency to be very reserved and needing a lot of his own space. Mm-hmm. In a way, I, I imagine that it may it may have been soothing initially. Right. Like he was yeah. someone that it was not going to be on your face, was not going to be imposing who he was, uh, and kind of so. I think it's very crucial to look at that a little bit because the person that met Tom, the Carol that met Tom, was not 100% Carol. Was Carol under a lot of stress, a lot of pain, and a lot of grieving and needing to find almost like, um, I would dare say, like a sense of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for, like, uh, feeling like you're not a bad person. Because right. Greg made you feel like you were a bad person and right. deserved his punishment. So 
And that I think that that was, some, you know, it's one Carol that was going through that, but it's not actually all of you, and it's definitely not a, not you today. Yeah. But I'm curious how long it took. It may not have taken that long for that Carol to not be, to not be the one that actually matched with, you know, with Tom. And yet, it's true. Your your loyalty made you stay. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I think there were there were things that ha- that happened pretty. I mean, it was, it was more after I moved into this house that it became much more clear the different the different ways. Because of course. I was also, you know, my my boys were much more in the picture, and that brought a whole different dynamic, and that's what he struggled with, and he could never really get that. From my perspective, I was seeing them a lot less than I had ever, you know, experienced, and so that even if it felt like he didn't get enough of my time. They weren't getting nearly as much time as they were used to, and they right. were, they were kids, you know. So yeah. So I think when I when I started to, re- and then when I I felt guilty when he would complain about it, I would feel guilty, and of course whenever I feel my my child part whenever I feel guilty, that's the sign that I've done something wrong. And so then it became this constant cycle of me trying to prove how how much I loved him. And yet I also had to take care of my children and make them feel secure and not abandoned and... um, and, and try to figure out how to get my needs met. And when yeah. I tried to, try to get my needs met, it was thrown back at me that it's all about me and the kids. And so, um, you know, so even even in our recent discussion, it always goes back to that, that, that he was not, he needs somebody that he is the only the most important person in the other person's life. And that and that Carol is true. That is true and I I how how soon after uh I know that he said this recently, has has he ever said something like that in the beginning, in the first few years? Because that well, is the core of who he is. Yeah, I yeah, I get that. I get that now. I mean I think yeah. when he he would just he would just get mad because I you know would would say you know I want to go to see the kids baseball game yeah and he would just instead of saying then or then I would say let's I I want to see the game and then when the game is over you you know let's do this or let's do that but he'd get mad and then we wouldn't do anything and if we would talk about it he would. Say, you know, I just want, I, uh, yeah, he would say, I just want one, 
whatever weekend, just even, you know, just for me completely. Right. But even when I would give him that, if I talked to the boys on the phone, it was almost like he couldn't tolerate that I could even think of them yeah. while I was with him. But that that is that is it. That's exactly yeah. it. I think that that's at the core of it, isn't it? Yes, it is because he he said uh, the other day when we had a conversation, he said, Carol, when you're not with me, I feel an empty. There's an empty space in me. Yeah. Is that I want someone who who feels like I matter when when I'm not with them and. You know, and I was thinking about that, and I said, "Well, I mean, because I do miss him, but I don't, I don't feel like there's something missing in me when right. he's not here, and I don't want that. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't want that. But I don't. I, there's no way I can feel that unless I hold him stuck over to my breast for the next twenty years. You know, that's a that's a deep attachment wound that." nobody is really going to be able to fill. Yeah, it's like, he, in a way, he, he, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I think he thinks that that's the way love is supposed to be. Yeah. In, and, yeah, so, I, so I'm, I'm feeling better. I mean, I'm, I guess the... The whole affair thing is less, it's still a sad thing to think about, but I understand more about what what is under, underneath all of that, and it's more about what what I need to do, both of us need to do going forward that I... I think he's gonna. I actually think he's gonna be surprised when, when I tell him I do want to end for you know end because he still thinks we can kind of work through this. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting that he still thinks that it's even possible. I mean, the first day that I found out, and I was just in shock. You know, he says, "Oh, you know, we we can work through like you know, like like this was, you know, just a I don't know, just a, a, um, a misunderstanding or something." Yeah. And I mean, I know couples, a lot of couples do get through affairs and and work at it and try and try to make things work, but I think. It's not really, I mean, I think the deeper issue of why the affair happened is still going to be there. So I can can get over, I could probably get over him doing whatever he needed to do. Um, But the essence of who he is and the essence of what he, how he, you know, his his life is not really who I am. That's it. That's exactly it. Yeah. 
Yeah. That, that's yeah. it. You, that's the, at the core, I think that that's what the issue is. It doesn't, and there's nothing, in a way, there's nothing wrong. But it's also interesting that things had to get to this point. Um, it's almost like you, you know, I'm sorry to say it this way, but it feels like there, there was a need for like a super cold, you know, a cold, you know that, that whole thing that was going around a, a couple of years ago with the whole ice bucket challenge? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't these look like that or feel like yeah. that more than... <laughs> yeah. It, right? That it's like, okay, okay, th- this is it. This is the, the cold bucket challenge. Like, right. now it's like I feel like you're awake to seeing to seeing the relationship with a different, um, different perspective. Right, so uh, one of the things that I remember when I when I was uh, I separated and and we were doing some mediation, I said, you know, it just dawned on me. I don't know. There's something that dropped, and I'm curious if you're getting to that place where I got in touch. I think that there was a few things that you said that made me think of this as well. That you know, it's not that there was anything wrong with me or anything wrong with him, but at that point in time. We just did not make a good match for as a couple. Yeah, and I felt like it was actually um, painful and hurtful as after having that realization to even attempt to do anything, even though we had a child together and everything. Like he was interested in working things out. I said, "There's nothing to work out. It's like you're, you know, we're like water and and oil at the, you know, at this mm-hmm. point in our lives." Right. We're, we're making each other so, you know, so unhappy, and we both deserve to be happy. So I went, I wanted him to find someone that would make him happy, and I wanted the same for myself. Right. Well, yeah, and I think that's that's what I think that's why I, I've been feeling better because I've come to, you know, I've come to that. The last couple times I've been with Tom, he just he he keeps deflecting everything back and trying to trying to you know somehow that I was responsible for whatever he chose to do and yeah. which so so my what I you know what I what I get is that I am responsible for closing my eyes to my own needs yeah and betraying myself, and he's responsible for how he betrayed his own self at the same time. Yes. You know, to to preserve whatever, you know, I mean, there's other stuff. I mean, there's chemistry between us. There's attraction. There is, you know, so I think there is a certain comfort level when when things are good, so that all complicates matters. Because sometimes when I think about it, you know, I still can get those little squishy feelings inside when I think about him, squishy, nice feelings, you know. And I think that's that's the hard part is this almost element of of addiction that Mm -hmm. there that I know. I'm drawn to him in some way, whether it's whether it's you know because he has he has a kind of intensity that 
when I'm there, he, he is very focused on me, and I think that was very attractive when I met right. him because Greg was so detached. And so even if he wasn't saying much, you know, he was good eye contact and, and he was very affectionate and he was just very, pre- you know, I felt like he was very present. Although, you know, the last few years, it's been more and more, I've felt more and more detached and it started to feel more and more like used to feel in my first marriage and but he wasn't he did, he wasn't mean or um, he would he would always engage if I needed to engage you know he wasn't right. um, if I wanted to talk about something he would always try to talk about it but wasn't always very effective because he had he had trouble just seeing my my view of things, and um, so so, I, so it sounds like unlike yeah unlike Greg, Tom has always been available when you wanted to connect, and that is really important. And I don't even know if did you have did, do you feel like either of your parents were like that? They were available when you were you know when you really needed to connect. Well, I, th- I mean, I think. Um, Mom was more available. Dad was pretty unavailable. Yeah. And if he, if we did connect, we had to connect in the way that was good for him. <laughs> yeah. Now, if he didn't agree with him, it was a, it was always an argument. It was an argument. So more like Greg, right? Greg was more like that. Well, yeah. I mean, Greg. Greg was emotionally unavailable. Even Greg, I, I couldn't even get a good argument with Greg. <laughs> I would, Your dad was good at that, at least. He would literally just just shut down, stone, you know, stonewall. Yeah. I would talk to him, and if he didn't, I don't know, you know, whatever it was, he didn't like what I was saying, he would just stonewall, walk out. And I literally, I might, might not, he might not respond to me for uh, three days. Wow. That's amazing. We went one time, I think it was right before I finally, I think we had almost like a three-week period where he wasn't speaking to me. And that was just, you know, I was crazy making because, of course, that would just enrage me. And I would try harder to figure out what I had done wrong. Sometimes I didn't even know what I had done or said. Of course. I would just, something would happen and and he would just stop talking to me. Right. So, Carol, what is it that if you check in with yourself as you're exploring and gaining all these amazing insights into who you are, what you need, uh, how Tom has pulled your heartstrings, and I think because of his, because he, because of his loneliness and his way of being in the world, which mm-hmm. is just him, himself, and him, right? Because there is, like, there's nobody else. I mean, his You're world, right. I think, like, even his family is kind of peripheral. He doesn't have many right. close friends. Um, so you were, like, a, a huge, huge part of his life. I mean, that's why right. he felt like something was, you know, 
But what is it that for you, there's, there was a point in time where it seems to me that that was just not enough. And then what is it that you need in order to forgive yourself so you can say, you know what, I love him, he's a wonderful human being, and yet I don't know if I can find, or can you find a way to actually be with him and still be yourself? Is that something that could work for you at this point? I can't really see it. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I I don't see it either, but I don't want to assume. I mean, I, I think, and a lot of it has to do with um, the people who I do feel really safe and free with, how they how they see things, because I think sometimes you can see things outside better. Um, and I think I think it's important that I that I start paying attention to that. In the, you know, like, you know, my, my sister at various times, she'll, she'll say, you know, Carolyn, you just act different when you're around him. <laughs> yeah. You're not, yeah. You're not, you're not the same. Or, um, and, and I think, you know, the fact that my, my, both of my boys feel like they don't have much of a connection with him. I, I, I feel like if I were to go back or try to make this work, it would be the same old struggle of choosing him versus choosing the rest of my life. Yeah. And I don't think I should have to do that. I really, if I want, it, I would rather be alone or not in, a, not in a relationship than feel like they don't want to participate in who I am. And I think that's that's when I started to feel like when when I just started to feel like I was always justifying or feeling like I had to justify my relationships. And he gave, you know, he told me he at some point we gave up trying to get his needs met. So, but then he blamed, you know, he blames me for his needs not getting met. <laughs> <laughs> when he's the one who stopped asking and basically saying, Carol, do whatever you want. And, you know, what, if you're happy, I'm happy, you know, which is that whole crazy making thing. And, um, but somehow I'm to blame for that. And, which wasn't true, was it? Well, he's not been happy for a long time. Right. And of course, when I've mentioned that to him now, he says, oh, I always said that when we were talking about, you know, what movie to go see. And I said, no, 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 no. That is absolutely. There were many times I just didn't know what kind of mood you were in because you're so kind of has a flat affect a lot. And I would always, I would ask you, are you happy? You know, are you happy? Are you depressed? Or, and you, you would often say, no, it's just uh, you know. If you're happy, I'm happy. You know, and, you know. So he just has this. I don't know. Anyway, we we each have our 
our way was that we we tried to accommodate each other, and I tried to accept those parts in him that I didn't like because I thought, all right, that's what you do when you love somebody. But then it became more more about me me not being able to really be free to be myself either. Yeah. I, I can... I was very, most people yeah. who know the relationship have said, my goodness, Carol, you have been so patient and tolerant and of his stuff. And, um, you know, anyway. And was it, was it, yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense, Carol. So tell me, what is, how are you feeling at the age? So where are things at right now? Are you, like, do you feel like things are resolved? Things are, um, how are things with him right now? Well, I think um, we we have agreed to uh, have dinner together this weekend. I I wrote this whole letter basically talking about this, this betrayal of ourselves. And, um, I I thought yeah so in in my mind I I I want to get resolved that we are we are ending the relationship and um but you know I'm hoping I don't want to get into not even about the to me it's it's not even about the affair it's about how the affair was just a byproduct of both of us betraying ourselves in this relationship. Yeah. And that the the promises we made actually in reality were broken a long time ago because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So have you have you recently read also? Remember that uh, a few months ago you wrote a letter to him that you never sent. Remember that you sent a letter about the ways in which you didn't, you know, that the relationship was not totally working for you. Uh, Do you uh, remember that? Oh, I've written so many letters. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, was this one I shared with you? Yes. There was one that you shared with me, yeah. Because I'm I'm thinking that it would be wonderful for you to read again that letter for yourself mm-hmm. and to get in touch with what was what has been going on that it gets, you know took you a while to to become um, because. Right now, when he brings up um, your connection or, you know, wanting to still work things out, my sense is that there's a part of you that is either concerned or scared about, I don't know if it's about disappointing him or what, what, I don't know exactly what is it that comes up for you. Um. I guess there's still this part of me that is a little bit um, it's still sort of sad, sad I guess that 
we do we do still care about each other and um, I think there there is a there is a part of me that does work <laughs> even though he's he went and did, had this affair and everything there's still, there's a part of me that worries about saying to him I don't want to it's too pain, you know. I can't do this anymore. I can't be in this relationship anymore. Yeah. Um, because what is what's your concern? Well, what because, my... because he does have the this empty space, and he is so damaged. And I guess I didn't. You know, he's so protect. He's so protected, but I don't know that it's healthy and, and I don't know I just I know so there's a there's a part of you that still wants to protect him somehow somehow yeah yeah is it is this connected with just him or do you think that there's something with to do with your mother as well um could be my mother <laughs> um I did you know, I, I was protective towards her, and um, so that's, I mean, that's probably where that deeper place right. comes from. Yeah. And she always kind of looked at me as sort of the strong one of the, you know, the strong one of the girl in some way. Not Interesting. Even more than that? Physically strong. That, so she could, she could literally lean on me. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, because that, that's exactly where I think the root is about um, regarding the the concern or the fear that somehow these would affect Tom and that you would be responsible. That's my... Mm-hmm. See, that's where I'm finding. What is the, the root for you that it's... Because um, it, it seems clear. It seems clear that, you know, your paths are not connected as much anymore as they once were and yet it's oh sorry it's quite um challenging to completely let him go. It's like there's a there's a concern or a fear that uh what would happen if you're not there. And that to me resembles more more your mother than Tom because I'm hoping that she's gonna be able to take care of himself. Do you really have a concern yeah. that he I mean, wouldn't? He's always said, um, I mean, you know, and, and me too, I've always, he said to me, um, I'm used to being by myself, and, and of course I, I say the same thing. And um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't worry in a, in a real sense, I guess. It's, I mean, it's partly... It's partly that losing also that 
vision of growing old with someone and you know, and both of us are at that age of close close to wanting to retire or, you know, just relax and and it's hard to you know, when you've invested so much energy and time in a relationship and then come to the realization that this is not this is this is not that, you know. Um there's it's a there's a part of me that doesn't wanna let go of that fantasy that yeah. we can um be those you know, that, that romantic image of Yeah, well, just a couple that is aging together and they right like, and you know, having that just gentle connection sort of without even saying anything, you just know each other so well and 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 do you truly feel in your heart that that is actually that Tom is that person? I'm just curious if you you know, because the fantasy is there, and I think it's very worth, you're still tapping through the points, right? Because I think it's yeah. very important to acknowledge it. It's very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Now, so, is you it, know, I think there have been moments where, in the relationship, where it has felt like that, that we're just in sync, but but I, I, I don't, I feel like I, I don't trust don't trust those those moments anymore. You know what? What was that? Right. Was it, you know, was it just my child neediness being filled, or was he someplace else that I wasn't? Wasn't? Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's just hard. It seems, hard it seems to me that there were there were moments. That things. So there's okay. I think it's very important to acknowledge these because sometimes it's like it's not necessarily all or nothing, Carol. I feel like there's certain things about Tom, like you were talking a moment ago, his presence, his ability to be there when you need him. Uh, he's he's um, emotionally he's reliable. He has been in certain ways a generous person with you. Um, and there's certain things that he has provided for you that I don't feel like anybody else has in your life. Like, me, you know, your mom was available, but, I don't know, you know, there, there were so many other things going on in her life, one of them being your dad, <laughs> that, you know, like she had to manage other things. So it's important to recognize that there's certain things in your relationship with Tom that have somewhat work. Because otherwise, you know, otherwise we're talking about you... Um, you know, abandoning yourself in such a strong way that you're not even um, honoring who you are. You know what I mean? Like you're not even... So, And I don't think that's the case. I really, really don't think that's the case. I think it's more like overall there's certain aspects of these relationships that that are not fully satisfying to you. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like you haven't been fully able to be yourself. Yeah, I feel like um, that 
whenever I was expressive in my in my own <laughs> joy or whatever, I, I felt like it, I was I was guilty or um, just just didn't just didn't feel free, that I was really welcome in his space. Yeah. There was never any moment, even when I talked to him about moving out um, because I needed to feel like I was part of the house, you know, he, he never offered any option of you know something else like yeah let's figure it out right away let's, yeah you know he just was he was just like well we can't afford to buy another house so that I can't do that you know and 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 still he's held on to his his anger about that all this time so he's never really forgiven me yeah and, and and yet, he wants me, of course, to forgive him. Although he said the other day that he doesn't care if I forgive him, but you know, forgiveness is really about the help of the forgiver, not the other. The uh, exactly, yeah. You know, um, and I, I am capable of forgiving him because I understand because I understand others. You know. And because I know other things about who he is and all that, but he he still has this hold on to his anger and resentment about me moving out, and, and that will always taint. You know, if you hold on to that, it's going to taint things. And so I never felt like I could do enough to reassure him that just because I had my own house didn't mean that. Was less important. We just had to. We just had to work at how to spend time together. And yeah. then when I didn't do it right, it, it was my fault, and he left it all up to me. And you know, so I just, yeah. And is it is I it possible it that you can can where where are you at with yourself with all this clarity? Is it is it possible that you can truly Forgive yourself for not for not being what he needed. You know, he yes, so he needed someone that was going to be with him a hundred percent. And you had children. Is that is that okay? Would that would it have worked for you truly to actually, you know, be with him the way that he needed? Because I I think that that's a very crucial and important thing to notice, Carol. Like. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if it would truly have worked for you. I feel like I feel like I I'm pretty clear that I wasn't consciously abandoning myself. I I really thought I was trying to love him the best I knew how. Right. And um. And I mean, I th- I think I think it's I think there's just it's this just the sadness that that um. It didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't, or it's not, or feel, you know, it may not, where I, I don't know, it's just, it, there's a sadness there, I, and I, I don't, 
I'm not angry at myself um, because I, I think we were, I think we were both doing the same thing. I think he was doing the same thing. Yeah. I think yeah. he was not asking or, or afraid to hurt my feelings or whatever to, I mean, he, he said to me, six months after you moved in, I gave up. Mm. Well, he he gave up, he gave up because, but that has to do with the children and the fact that it's uh, it wasn't you know it's that's the important piece to to I think more than anything understand about yourself and him and the the super super simple truth is that you are someone that has a lot of different interests and you had two children two young children right. Well, and he sure. he chose not to have children, and that was not something that was actually in his in his reality, or there was not. I don't think it was even something that he desired in his life. No, he he didn't. And but you know, even now, when we talked about this, and he was talking about you know whoever he gets in his life, if he does have anybody in his life, if if he doesn't have me. Um, he says, I don't, I don't care if they have children, but I have to be first. Yeah. I have to, yeah. and I think he's just delusional that he's going to find at least at least someone with young children. I mean, obviously, Mike, he still thinks that he said, Carol, if you if you had the chance, you would spend every free minute with your boys, even today, as if as if they were three years old. And I said, you are you are ridiculous. That's that's so not true. I hardly see them ever. And but it's not. It's not even that, Carol. I think that what ha- what what he's saying is that he's recognizing that it's it's really really. Um, I think we mentioned these before. How, or I mentioned these to you before. How men, in particular, but people that don't have children, they don't have an, any idea what it's like to have them. They they really don't. They they just just they don't. They're not. You know, their nervous system is not wired for it. They don't yeah. they don't get it. And in addition, because of all of his history, he is, you know, he's saying it very clearly. Uh, I, I don't even know if, and I, I really feel like the, the part that, that I would like you to truly own is that there's a part of you that, even though it doesn't, it may not seem like it, at a very... Um, primal level needs to forgive yourself for not for even with all of the attempts that you've made that you have not been able and never will be able to fulfill his needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it will be. I, I think that in a very brief lived moment in a honeymoon stage with someone, it's possible that he feels that, but I don't think that he would ever ever mm-hmm. feel fully fulfilled because this has something to do with his childhood and if he doesn't look at that it's just not going to happen but um, you were never able to do that for him right. and there's a part of you that somehow feels like but you tried everything you tried everything and in the, since I've met you we've been working together for three years now mm-hmm. since I've met you 
I have always noticed that you have really wanted to make it work, like really try to, how could you actually balance being yourself, fulfill your needs as a person and, you know, your needs for activity and everything and still be in relationship with him? And he has been pretty hellish. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like no matter what you did, it just was not it was not good enough, even without the kids around. Right. Well, that's the thing is that it doesn't matter, uh, you know. Even even if I would get it, like the a uh, few weeks ago when I was oh before all this happened, I don't know when it was. Um. Oh, I was just realized I, ha- I have a I have a call at I had a call at twelve. <laughs> so yeah, please, sorry. Finish your thought. I I'll, I want to. Well, yeah. I it's just is it the fact that that there's other people that exist in my life that are important to me. He feels somehow still abandoned, even if I'm not with them. If I'm talking about them or thinking about them or yeah. Yeah. And that's what I, I think that that's exactly what he means when he's saying, you know, if you had the chance of being with them every minute of your day, you would do so because you are thinking about them. And that's the way that we are as mothers. You know, you, they, your children are present in your life. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't under, he does, he has no clue how to deal with that. So how can you take care of yourself and honor who you are and the huge differences? That's the piece that I'm most interested in. Well, I'm trying to just notice, you know, notice what is what is true true for me, and um, that it may not be true for him. Yeah. And uh, and that that's that's okay, and it's actually more loving to allow each other to be true to ourselves and let us and let it go, you know. Yeah. And I think I there were a few times that I just I wanted I just wanted to say to him, just let me go, just tell me to go, just tell me right. to go away. Right. And but that that is true, Carol, because I, if you if you think about it, look at that. It has been so painful and so hard for you to say, I don't want to be here anymore. Please tell me to go. Please let me go. Mm-hmm. So you're asking him to do something that you have not been able to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. I know. That, that is a piece that I think would be really, really huge to, to honor. So I, I would, you know what I would really encourage you to do? I would love for you to do these if at all possible, I would say twice a day. I'm talking about five minutes, no more, five minutes. Mm-hmm. But you start tapping and it would look like this. You start tapping with me in the karate shop and we'll do it for just two minutes. <laughs> I hope that, I hope it's okay. Um, and then appointments and doctor appointment that I have, so <laughs> okay. uh, I'll be late. So even though I, I'm, I do not want to let go of this relationship. Even though I didn't want to let go of this relationship. I am really concerned about what would happen to Tom. I'm really concerned about what will happen to Tom. I am the only person that really understands him. I'm the only person that really understands him. 
And he, I am the only one he has. I'm the only one he has. Take a breath. Let it go. I want to accept all of who I am. I'm going to accept all of who I am. Including this part of me that doesn't want to let go. Including this part of me that doesn't want to let go. Tapping through the points. I completely refuse to let this relationship go. I completely refuse to let this relationship go. The consequences could be really hard. Consequences could be really hard. It will really hurt my heart. It will really hurt my heart. But I'm concerned that it could be devastating for Tom. I'm concerned that it could be devastating for Tom. I totally refuse to let go of all hope. I totally refuse to let go of all Oh, hope, all hope for this. All hope, okay. Yeah. Is that true? Is there a part of you that does not want to let go, that is still attached, right? Yeah, I would say, um, you know. Good. But that, no, that's good because what I would like you to do is voice it. Voice it, voice it, voice it, until instead of trying to find, you know, and negotiate or, you know, reason with this part, this part is really, really... Um, much much simpler and much more into emotional, you know, and then more of a, a like rooted in a subconscious experience. Mm-hmm. And I, so I want you to tap directly on like I refuse to let go. I refuse to let go of the hope. You know what would happen to him? I refuse to do it. I refuse to. Do it. Don't go to any positive. I want you to do like I would really invite you to do at least ten rounds. Or I refuse to do it. I refuse to do it. It's not a good idea. I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you try that and write to me and tell me what happens? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Good. Okay. And please read that that uh, letter that you wrote okay. uh, to him. I will. And let me know. Okay. All right. Thank you. Big hug, Carol. I look forward to hearing from you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye.